This week on the Man Cave Sports Podcast, Gavin makes his return to the show after taking a week off as we talk about some NFL games, Drew Brees becoming the NFL's all-time passing yards leader, and also who really has the best hair in college football. That and much more, so stay tuned and listen. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. And guess who's back? I'm back, boys. After our one-week hiatus, my man Gavin Poe is back in full swing of things. We had a lot of good football games. We had a lot of college football games that we're going to get to. But most importantly, last night, Drew Brees baking the all-time passing yards He's passed up Peyton Manning, and now uh, Peyton Manning passing it up. It doesn't really mean anything. And Man, just Drew Brees, though, one of the most, I told you this last night, one of the most underrated quarterbacks, in my opinion, of all time. He says has, the man has not won an MVP, but he's still putting up, like, you know, he has he has now that has always, that record now. He's always a top passing uh, leader. And he's one of the most accurate season. quarterbacks ever, too. And... And looking at his stats from last night, 363 yards passing, adding three touchdowns as well. And he just, I think the, I think the Saints team is really good. I, I really think they, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to contend with a team like, like lost the, the Rams, but I mean, we'll find out later on in the season. But I definitely think they can be a, in the, definitely a contender for the NFC championship when the time comes. I mean, anytime you have a quarterback like Drew Brees, you're always going to be contending. Who's still playing at a high level, even though he's 39. And something else that's a little bit interesting. So he's one touchdown away from getting 500. Tom Brady just hit 500 um, last Thursday. So that's just going to be a race. If they each play one more year, which I think they will, that's just going to be a race to pass uh, Peyton Manning's all-time passing touchdowns, yeah, which I think... I mean, it, I believe they'll both probably pass it. Of course, if they play another season, definitely. Uh, I, it's going to be a race to see who comes out on top between that. Do you... But do you now think Drew Brees is a top-five quarterback of all time? Of all time? All-time passing I leader. Mean, might eventually be the all-time uh, touchdowns leader. I mean, look at the best quarterbacks of all time. I think I would have to put Joe Montana up there. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. Yep. Tom Brady would be my number one. Um, Peyton Manning. Yep. Those would all be in my top three. Brett Favre. Yep. I agree. My fifth one would be Steve Young. Mm, I don't know about Steve Young. Steve Young was the original. I could think. Of, I think I could think of a bit better quarterbacks than Steve Young. I don't think so. I think he's number five. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> more. More. Joe time. Flacco. More talented, maybe, but I don't think... He was good, but I don't think he's a, he's like the top five quarterback of all time. I mean, See, you could say John I, Elway was a better quarterback then. I think quarterback talent then. is different than greatness. Greatness, you have to play in factor. The awards they've got, the their stats, how good they played on the field, their championships. And Steve Young has three Super Bowls and two MVPs. Not to mention he was a great rusher. Most He was the original Mike Vick, but better. <laughs> 
I I still don't think I would put Steve Young in my like a top five of all time. Like of all I think time. He's, I think he's number five of all time. Quarterback list. Nah, I but don't like know. Like you said, I, I think Tom Brady. Peyton I Manning, definitely Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, and then you could say John Elway. I think I think Drew Brees is definitely top ten though. I think I would say top ten. I, I would definitely 10. say top ten, especially with all the. The stats he's accumulated over the years and how accurate he he's been. He does have a Super Bowl as well. And he does have a Super Bowl. But the thing is, though, like, the thing that, like, really surprises me the most is that he's never won an NFL MVP. With And just, look, if you look at all the stats from the years he's been playing, he had a real, the year that they won the Super Bowl, had a great year, completed another high percent of his, of his passes. But, that again, that's just the stat... Well, not really a stat, but that's what surprised me the most is that he hasn't won an MVP. Yeah. And considering, I mean, like, I mean, I know there's Tom Brady's won it, and then Peyton Manning's also won it, which they definitely deserved it. But I'm that's just surprising me the most is that he has, still hasn't won an MVP award. And who knows? Maybe this year you might get it. I mean, he's still playing at a high level. He's still he's actually completing like seventy eight percent of his passes. Right now, Pat Mahomes is the man to beat for MVP. I would, at this point, he has to. Be at leading. this point, yeah, but I mean, we'll definitely but see. Yeah, Drew Brees is definitely. I think he should definitely be in contention for it. Like, to, I mean, if he definitely if he keeps it up, I mean, this Saints team. If you look at their offense, they have a really solid offense, especially with Mark Ingram coming back, Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, and they have some other weapons as well on offense. And, and Taysom Hill looked really good last night. I mean, he's a backup quarterback, but he made a couple plays for them. I mean, just looking at their offense, they look really good, and their defense is, you know, they'll get better. And I, this Saints team, though, you know, they they're, they're put legit. up 43 points up against Washington. They're a legit team this year. If that I think, whole thing didn't happen uh, versus Minnesota last year, they easily could have been I mean, Super Bowl they, champions. I mean, they should have beaten Minnesota last year. They, they just Minnesota been, just pulled that out of their ass last they could year. Have just been throwing that Hail Mary. But to, uh, to get back to the point, Drew Brees also does not have to win an MVP. Like he's already great. He's, he's, yeah, he's already solidified himself as one of the. John Elway never won an MVP. I mean, John El- Elway didn't win a Super Bowl until his like he was like 36, 37, 38. Yeah. So he didn't win a Super Bowl until later in his career. And I mean, like like you said, I mean, Drew Brees doesn't have any more much else up to prove, and I don't think he has anything no. left to prove. I mean, he's already solidified himself as one of the greats of all time, and yeah, I don't think you know. I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll definitely see how the Saints do, but I think they're going to be legit. I think, I think definitely think the Saints and the the Rams are the teams that have really like stuck out to me. Yeah, because I, I Drew Brees is playing really good, and I still think. Rams are the best team in the right, NFL yeah. right now, hands down. Defense, offense—it's going to be always going to be tough to beat um, the Rams. And some of the games from last week that I thought were pretty good, and I'm uh, and we have Miami at Cincinnati. Miami going in, into halftime, they were winning seventeen to three, or seventeen zero. Going into the fourth quarter, they were and, winning seventeen. And then third quarter. I, th- I think it was Since 14 got, to 0. At it half. was the third. Yeah, it was seven. I think it was 17. No, it was 14 0 at the half. And then they. It was 17 to 3 entering the fourth quarter. And then Cincinnati just turned on their defense. Andy started playing a little bit better. 
Ryan Tannehill decided to had a couple of cl- really <laughs> they had uh, Cincinnati's defense had a had really clutch. Ryan Tannehill uh, plays decided to stop playing as well. I know. I, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been one of the surprises for me this year as far as the NFL because he's had a couple really tough he's, injuries and he's came back. He he's came back this year and he was he years. was really good. And this this game in the fourth quarter, he just decided to. I mean the Cincinnati's defense, row, yeah, and Cincinnati's defense just roughed him up in that fourth quarter, and like and Cincinnati's defense really came up clutch, and the especially getting the interception return and then the fumble, and the thing about Cincinnati this year, I told you this, I'm not ready to be on the the bandwagon for the, the Bengals are, you know, like legit this year, but I'm getting close to it. And if they keep finding ways, you know, if they keep finding ways to close out games and win, then that's good. I mean, it doesn't matter how you win. It just matters, yeah. you know, how your team plays. And against Atlanta. If you, if you go 16-0 and win every game by one point, you're still 16-0. You, yeah, you're still 16-0 and and you still closed out. I mean, more than likely you close out that game. And Cincinnati this year – They've had to close out games. They've had to close out against pretty much everybody that they played this year, except for Carolina. They couldn't. In Carolina, they played. They played a uh, Christian McCaffrey rant went for almost two hundred yards. Did, in that you, game. did you say Bengals again? Uh, <laughs> Cleveland. Just kidding. Uh, Carolina. That was the only game where Cincinnati didn't. You know, they couldn't come back and win. But the other games, I mean, Indiana was up. Uh, Indianapolis was up on them, and Cincinnati came back and won. Baltimore, I wasn't expecting Baltimore to lose against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati came out and beat Baltimore. And they had to come back uh, against Atlanta. And then, you know, coming back. And then coming back against Miami. And, you know, like I said, Cincinnati is just finding ways to win. And considering that they've only won six games uh, two years ago, and then last year only winning seven, and the fact that they have four wins right now, I think I was I think that they I think that they will I think they're good, but like I said, I'm just not on that bandwagon yet. That's say that they're going to be like at this contenders. point though. they Andy Dalton is convincing me that he's still starting quarterback in this league because last year I was saying that I think it was time to go in a different direction. That's what I was thinking. I was like I was kind of wanting I was wanting the Bengals to pick up a quarterback, either in free agency or in the draft. Yeah, but at this point, Andy Dalton's playing. And he's the Bengals do not give up on people. They're still giving Marvin Lewis a chance. They've still <laughs> given Vontez Perfect a chance, even though, like, I mean, still, I mean, this Bengals team, I think if you give them a chance, or if you give Andy a chance, and, give, if, and if you put an offense around Andy Dalton, he's always done well with it. Look at the 2015 season before he got hurt. Start out eight and zero in that season. Like he put, he put a solid offense. He had AJ Green, Tyler Eifert was actually healthy. Uh, he had Marvin Jones. He still had Jeremy Hill. I can't. He, he just that offense that he had around, and he had also had Muhammad Sanu as well. And that was a real one of the top offenses in the NFL that year. And like I said, if you put an offense around Andy Dalton, he will do good. I'm a, he will look like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know about that. 
one of the best. He was looked like one of the best in 2015. And like yeah, I said, he's – I mean, I'm not saying season. like top three in the league, but like top ten, like he'll look like a one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league if you put a solid offense. And he, I didn't know this until recently. I just found this out. The Bengals actually have one of the youngest team in, in the NFL right now. I'm actually cheering for Which the Which is like an average like – 25 years old. I want the Bengals to win a playoff game because I honestly feel bad for them not winning a playoff game in so long. Making the playoffs several times, but not winning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Do I think the Bengals can make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, leaving the division, they... I mean, the AFC... I'm not sure who's, like, leading their divisions. I mean, I know Cincinnati's winning their division right now. And... Cincinnati, I mean, I'm a Cincinnati fan, and I wasn't expecting him to be 4-1. I was expecting him to lose to Baltimore. I was expecting him to lose to uh, Atlanta. And Atlanta hasn't, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but Atlanta has not looked that good this year. But, I mean, still, though, Cincinnati, they're 4-1 right now, and I don't think a Cincinnati fan can could ask for more. Than a they four could and ask one for start. five and zero. They could ask for five and zero, maybe. But I mean, <laughs> I four. Think and, take four and one. I mean, four and one is you know, uh, like light years better than what the fans have had to go through the past two years with not making playoffs and just playing really subpar football. And like I said, I mean, this Cincinnati offense, Joe Mixon is coming to his own. Uh, John Ross has made a couple plays. He hasn't played a lot. He didn't have a catch in the last game, but I mean, a couple games ago he had. I believe against Atlanta, he had two catches for 52 yards, and he found a way to get John Ross in the game more and help him improve. He's gonna do. He's gonna be like the new Muhammad Sanu. He's gonna be what Muhammad Sanu was for the Bengals. And AJ Green is still playing good. Tyler Boyd, he was coming off of two straight 100-yard games. I mean, like I said, this offense is looking really good. And uh, Cincinnati beat him. 27 to 17. So to Atlanta now. Atlanta at Pittsburgh. I was expecting Atlanta to beat Pittsburgh. I really was. Or at least Atlanta to put up a fight. But Pittsburgh just absolutely obliterating Atlanta 41 to 17. Yeah, I was not. It was actually a close game until the fourth quarter. Like Atlanta had a chance. But. Very end, they started making mistakes. Gave up a couple uh, decent runs. To, James Conner uh, played super good. He did. Played, he played James really Conner, uh, he had 110 yards rushing and added a couple of TDs as well. Rushing. He also had a lot of receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Probably close to The thing is, yards. if Le'Veon Bell comes back, that's going to be a pretty good duo. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean... I mean, hopefully Le'Veon Bell comes back and helps out. I mean, he'll help out this Pittsburgh offense. But James Conner's been very... He's been very serviceable, you know, in the absence of Le'Veon Bell. He does everything that they ask of him. He's a really good blocking Mm -hmm. uh, running back as well. I mean, I'm not. He's not as good as Le'Veon Bell, but I mean, he's still. He's he's impressed me quite a bit. Like you said, he's done everything that Pittsburgh has asked him to, and man, I think the problem with Atlanta is that their problem is the exact opposite of what. Of Cincinnati, well, not Cincinnati's problem, but they're the exact opposite of Cincinnati, where Cincinnati's been able to close out games, but Atlanta has not been able to close out games. 
Yeah. You look at uh, you look at Atlanta against Pittsburgh, they weren't able to hang. And then Cincinnati against Cincinnati, they weren't able to well, you know, close the, out that game as well. Even versus the Panthers, which they end up winning that game, they were up big the whole entire game, and at the very end, they let them crawl yeah. back into it and almost lose the lead. Now, that's the thing. They just can't, they can't close out games. And I mean, Matt Ryan still had a good game. 285 yards passing, adding a touchdown. Julio Jones, they, I mean, the Pittsburgh played, also Julio held him played, in check. Julio played awful. He had five catches, 62 yards, and still has they are no all touchdowns. In the fourth quarter. Still has no touchdowns on the quarter. But, I mean, but on that, the, that rec- the receiving duo between him and Calvin Ridley, that that's, that's that should be. I mean, I feel like, I mean, Atlanta should be a lot better, or their record should be a lot better. Yeah. Because, I mean, their talent is not translating to wins right Exactly. Now. I mean, they have a lot of talent, especially on offense. Well, their and, defense is pretty damn good, too. Yeah, and I mean, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, like you said, that's going to be one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. For I mean, Julio Jones is already one of the top receivers the in the Panthers league. The Panthers took DJ Moore. Number, uh, he was the first receiver off the draft board last year, and I was, I was kicking myself because I wanted Calvin Ridley. DJ Moore's shown signs, but he's not yeah. been nearly as good as Calvin Ridley. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley has looked really good so far into the season, and he's like I said, and like you said, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, like in, especially, I think a year or two from now, he that's just that's going to be a dominant. Their playstyles are not similar at all, so it, it complements. They complement each other. I mean, yeah, I mean, Julio Jones is. Huge. Yeah, and then Calvin Ridley is not like what, like six one maybe, and still though, I and mean, that's the Atlanta should be a lot better than what has been being shown. I mean, especially with all the talent that they have, and Matt Ryan is still playing good football, and you know Atlanta's only one and four right now. I mean, do you think that they can turn it around eventually? Maybe they, try they to make should it. Should be able to because, like, like I said, they have the talent too. It's just a matter of closing out games for them and being able to be consistent. Because I mean, Julio Jones is I mean, he still has zero touchdowns on the season. Yeah, they, which Julio he his he's, I mean, he's, numbers has been have yeah. Been super good. That's what I was about to say. I mean, he's putting up numbers. He's just not before, in the touchdowns. Before last week, he was on pace to break the single season record for yards in a season. So he's getting the ball. He's just not getting in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, and been uh. Roethlisberger had he had a so-so game. I mean, he still had a good game, two hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns. And Is that what you want from the third best player in the NFL? <laughs> third best quarterback. <laughs> I still think he's a top five quarterback in the league. I mean, you could say what you want, but I still, I mean, he's I'm not still good. Let you live that down because he is not. He, I mean. They just beat. If you can find one other person to agree with you, okay, I'd like to see that. Okay, I'll find it soon. But and then Antonio Brown also had a good game, six catches, 101 yards, and adding two touchdowns as well. And it's crazy to think. I mean, Antonio Brown is much smaller than Julio Jones, and he has five touchdowns. And who would you would you rather have, Antonio or Julio? I mean, they're two different types of players. Mm-hmm. Still both receivers. <laughs> Still both. I don't think one and two in the league, in my opinion. So who would you rather have, Antonio or Julio? I think for playmaking. Nope. Just you get one player. You have a team you're starting from scratch. I know. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Choose. Probably Antonio Brown. See? Because of playmaking. Because I mean, Julio Jones will put up numbers, but 
Antonio Brown can play make like he'll. I think he'll do more on offense. What's their age difference? They're at, I think they're the same. But, age. I mean, they're around the same age. I know. I mean, I know Antonio Brown is thirty, and I think Julio Jones is either thirty or he's about to turn thirty. But so it's crazy to think that they're at you know they're thirty you know around that yeah. age. But I mean, I still like I said, I think I'd pick Antonio Brown just for the fact of playmaking, and I think he'll. I mean, like I said, Julio Jones will put up numbers, but. I think if I'm starting out from scratch with the team, I'd want, I want playmaking. I, I would have – Antonio's been my clear number one choice for the last couple of years. The last year kind of changed my mind a little bit because Julio showed more to me last year than he had the years past, and it was a very close race for me. But I think I'm still uh, still going with Antonio. But by, by a bit, not, not a whole lot. Yeah, like, yeah. But another game – so another game. Jacksonville traveled to take on the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes finally had a down game even though it really wasn't a down game. Yeah. He still he still threw he still he didn't throw a touchdown, but he still threw for 313 yards and he threw finally threw an interception. He threw two interceptions. So I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't a down game, but it was a down game. And if you, get, if you catch my drift. At the end of the game, the Chiefs still got the W, so they did, and no they still. I mean, they still looked good. I mean, Cream Hunt looked a little bit better, eighty-seven yards rushing. And to be fair, they're playing touchdown. like the a top three defense in the NFL, if not the best. So him throwing two interceptions versus them, not a big deal. Yeah, and but they you know, still, still, they still won by a whole lot. And Travis Kelsey had five catches, a hundred yards, but. This Jack, I mean, do you do you still like? Are you still on the Blake Bortles train? I I wouldn't get off of it yet because they're still he's still pretty young. They're still a good young team. I'd give him at least a couple more years. Don't don't give up on him now. I mean, and it's not like he's terrible. Mm-mm. But he's. I just, mean, he had four hundred thirty yards, which is that's pretty good. He had a touchdown, but he had four picks. Mm-hmm. Which that's usually typical. Bortles is throwing that many picks in the game, but I wouldn't say typical to throw four. But yeah, he's very turnover prone. But I mean, he's he didn't he only completed like in the fifty percent range in his yeah. passes. He threw sixty one times too. He threw a whole lot, and I think the problem with Jacksonville was that they've had multiple injuries. Leonard Fournay has been injured. Fournette. Whatever. <laughs> uh, he's been injured. T.J. Yeldon's been injured, and their third stringer, Corey Grant's also been having problems with injury, too. But who'd they just pick up? And they just they just picked up Jamal Charles. and Who has also been injury-prone the last couple of years. Which he has. But... <laughs> yeah, he has. He's 31 years old. I mean, I'm, so, I'm sure... Running backs don't last that long. No, especially in the NFL, and... I mean, I don't. I mean, he's thirty-one. I feel so. I, I mean, I still think that there's something like some gas left in the tank for him. I mean, he's. I mean, he's gonna. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play well when he was with Denver he can be last year. He's serviceable. Yeah, and he's he'll still be. I mean, Jacksonville needs a running back right now because all even their third stringers injured. Which so. T.J. Yeldon got some playing time last week. Mm-hmm. So, but he's also been he's been battling an injury too. So, I mean, Jacksonville. I mean. They still have a top-notch defense. I'd also expect the, uh, Blake Bortles to be able to play better once Fournette's back because that takes some pressure off the passing. Yeah, I mean, he th- like I said, Blake Bortles threw it 61 times, yeah. and that's a that's a hell of a lot. 
Another game, Green Bay at Detroit. If you would have told me before the season that Detroit would have been would beat Tom Brady and now Aaron Rodgers, I would have laughed it. I would have laughed at you. But Detroit beats them 31-23. Isn't that uh, Detroit's only two wins as well? Aren't they two and three? I think so. Either they're they're I think they are two and three, and their only two wins are against one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Does this mean Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the league? <laughs> no, mm, but uh, yeah, probably all the time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Matthew Stafford, Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is top five of, of oh, all yeah. time. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Ryan Leaf. Do not put Drew Brees in there. <laughs> uh, Tom Savage, Michael Vick. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I really, I'm a big like I've said before I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan uh, I think team he, around him's not that great he's good but I don't think he deserved that I mean not deserved but I don't think his contract should have been that hefty because he got a pretty that was a pretty big contract I don't know because uh, yeah he has a lot of yardage but like he also throws a whole lot mm-hmm. and, the, and he I mean as far as producing like wins and Playoffs, he hasn't done that a whole bunch. I mean, he's led him to the playoffs a couple times, but but look at the team around him. That's true, and I, I've said this before. Like he hasn't had a, like a top quality running back with him. I mean, Amir Abdullah. He's I mean, been like hurt he's, this year. He's been hurt, and Amir Abdullah has been one of the probably the best running back he's had with him. And Amir Abdullah's mm-hmm. not that great. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, losing Calvin Johnson two or three years ago didn't help either, but. I mean, they still have Golden Tate, who's played well, and uh, uh, Galladay, who he's been playing really good this season. He's been really good for Matthew Stafford. Last night he had four catches, ninety-eight yards, and added a touchdown as well. And on, he's played really good. I mean, he's helped him out, of course. But I mean, this Lions team. I mean, you don't know what to make because they saw they're like two and three, and they they've beaten one of the top. They being two of the top quarterbacks in the league, but they still two and three, and I mean, do you think? I mean, they'll eventually win more games. Will they win more than two games? Yes. I mean, well, I know that, <laughs> but do you think they'll make the playoffs? No, I do not think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, do you not, think Green Bay's in danger because they're two and two not and making one? The playoffs? Not not make. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, would say I mean, so. I could I could definitely see them not making it because I think the Bears will win that division. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to get a wild card spot, but I think two teams from the NFC South is definitely gonna make it out of the Saints and Panthers, or if the Falcons somehow turn can turn around and possibly make it. But I think probably between the Saints and uh, uh Panthers will definitely make it. And that's one wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, there's only one spot left in the playoffs, and if Aaron Rodgers is not 100% healthy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still had a really good game. I mean, he's still playing good, but he had four hundred and forty-three yards and healthy. three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's that's a factor. That was actually on their first podcast. Is his injury, and I mean he's still playing good, but it's a, I mean it's a matter of another thing that Panther. I mean not the Panthers, the Packers have to. I mean, be Plus, able to close out and be. Core able, was all banged up last week. Isn't Randall Cobb hurt? Randall Cobb's hurt. Uh, I know they had two more receivers hurt. I think uh, Geronimo Allison or however whatever his name is. I know, I know who you're talking about. Uh, there's one more. 
can't think of who it is. But I think Devonte Adams. He's healthy. Yeah, he yeah he played. I mean, still, I think he yeah good. he actually yeah he had a good game. Nine catches, hundred forty yards. And Jimmy Graham has also been playing really good too. But I mean, like it's, I mean, I just that was a very important because I I mean I don't want to. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the players in the league who I don't want to bet against, or who I don't really want, who don't bet against. Yeah, and I so, think he's the most talented quarterback in the league. Yeah, as far as mobility and what he can do, yeah. But Overall game, I think. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, we'll see what Packers do. I mean, they, and they, they being in the, the NFC, Vikings, they yeah. They also have the Vikings in their division, so. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, do they, who do they have on the rest of their schedule? Because they'll have to play the Rams eventually, right? But yeah, they play Niners next week, Easy Rams, win. then Patriots, then Dolphins, Seahawks, Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Jets, Lions. So they have a, they, Bears they are going to be tough. They don't have an easy schedule. Mm-mm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is basically had to run the table again yeah. with the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> so... One of the surprises to me, surprise game, Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland picks up a win in overtime. That was 12, not a very good game to watch. No, it was only 12 to 9. But Baker Mayfield had 341, 342 passing yards with one touchdown, and he threw an interception. But he's been, he played really good, especially against the Baltimore defense. Joe Flacco also threw 56 times and had under 300 passing guards and no touchdowns. Elite. <laughs> he should be in the running for MVP. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> and then Jarvis Landry added five catches with 69 yards. But, I mean, Browns are 2-2-1. Two and two and one. I mean, if they didn't have a tight game, I mean, <laughs> it could be 3-2. and two. But, I mean, I think... And I think I said this the last time you were on. I thought the Browns were definitely going to win more than five games. I mean, it's looking very, very possible at 2-2-1. Two, two I mean, right Baker Mayfield's really proven himself, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were able to close out that game in overtime. and I mean, especially with the offense that he has around him. I mean, he has Jarvis Landry. That was a really good pickup. He has Njoku. That, yeah. I mean, he has he has weapons so around him. I'd like I'd like them to give the ball to Nick Chubb more. And He's Nick had a decent mm-hmm. couple of decent runs, but he does not get the ball. Mm-hmm. Only a I mean, times Nick a game. Chubb looks like he could be a good NFL running back. But I mean, we'll I mean we'll see. I mean, Browns you never know because of their history. But I mean Baker Mayfield. I mean the fact that they're two and two and one right now and not they you know like. Oh and five. five. I mean, I think that's pretty good. And I think Hugh Jackson has finally found a quarterback that, you know, actually cares to win. I mean, Johnny Manziel, I don't think really cares, but but a quarterback that's actually talented and mm -hmm. can stay on the field. I've I've told you this. I think Baker Mayfield is possibly the next Drew Brees. I'm not saying he's gonna like get all the stats that Drew Brees has, but I but think a he's smaller quarterback and I think he's a good comparison is definitely Drew Brees. And I think I mean Baker Mayfield, like I said, he's looked really good so far this season. He really has. And 
If the Browns make the playoffs, I don't know. About you don't that think one. you don't know. I don't think they will. They're still third in their division. And, well, they're tied with Steelers. And I think Steelers, they'll eventually turn it on. And I don't think they're making the playoffs. That's a very I mean, we'll see how they'll play, though. I mean, like, I think Baker Mayfield definitely has a will to win. And I think he has that mentality. He's had that mentality ever, you know, when he was at Oklahoma. So... He's a winner. He's a straight-up winner. Yeah, and he, he'll put up stats. I mean, he's he had a really good first game, and his second game wasn't. I mean, he had, had a good game still, but it was so-so, and he had a really good game against Baltimore. You have to think about it. All, all th- or the two losses, they lost by three in each of them, and then the overtime game, they could have very easily won that. So <laughs> They could be. They're seven points away from being 5-0. Uh, and oh. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, and part of that is because you granted know, they haven't played a very they haven't played great. Baker Mayfield. Well, they haven't played since, great teams. Steelers, all right. Saints, all right. Jets, not that great. Raiders, not that great. Ravens, all right. They haven't played anybody like super good yet. I mean, no, but I mean, I think the Saints. I mean, Saints is a pretty good yeah, team. Yeah, Saints, but the Saints also. Yeah, the Saints didn't look like the Saints the first two games of the season. Yeah. But I, and also, I mean, it's due to the fact, like I said, they just they started Tyrod Taylor for those first two or three games, and they just I was so so mad that they started Tyrod Taylor over Baker Mayfield. I really was, but I mean, Baker Mayfield, like I said, I don't think he's going to be another line of Cleveland quarterbacks that doesn't One of pan the out. Nineteen or eighteen hour minute they've started mm-hmm. in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be – I think he's legit. I think he's definitely going to change around Cleveland. I don't know how long it's going to take him, but I think for sure he's definitely going to, you know, lead him. And I think, again, has that man, winning mentality. I think he'll – he's definitely going to be a quarter, one of the top quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the next couple of years. Another game, Minnesota at Philly. Minnesota, surprisingly – Picking up that win against the defending Super Bowl champions. Philadelphia has not looked the same this year. They have not. And I think a part of that is, I mean, obviously, Carson Wentz is trying to come back. He's still trying to get settled in. He's not at the level at this point that he was last year. Yeah. And then uh, Jay Ajayi being hurt. I mean, just tearing his ACL, that doesn't help him at all. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't pick up. I'm surprised if Philly then pick up uh, Jamal Charles, but but there, there's rumors of Philly being interested in both Le'Veon Bell, which I think would be pretty hard to get, and Lashawn McCoy reunion. Mm-hmm. But trying to get I, some more depth. If they got Le'Veon Bell, I think he would complement Carson Wentz. They also lost Legarrette Blunt, who they had last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins. 301 yards, one touchdown. He's playing really good this year. The record may not show it, but he's played really good. And Adam Thielen has every game so far this oh, season. He's, awesome. he's had over 100 yards in every single game. Last night had seven catches, 116 yards, and also adding a touchdown. Carson Wentz, 311 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's still pretty good. He's still, I mean, I think he's playing, you know, just as good as people. 
thought he might. I mean, especially coming coming back from an injury like he did. And Zach Ertz, their, uh, his tight end, ten catches, 110 yards, and adding a touchdown as well. And I think Zach Ertz doesn't get enough attention, in my opinion. He is one of the most underrated tight ends in the league right now. Who do you think the best tight end in the league is right now? Tyler Eifert. <laughs> I, I think I would I'm go with Travis Kelsey right now. Travis Kelsey? Mm, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Gronk's always hurt. He is, but he's all, one of the best. I think I would, yeah. have to, I would probably have to say Gronk. I would go Travis Kelsey. Mainly, I think I think I would go Gronk. Mainly over, just for the health reasons, over Gronk. Mm. I think I would go Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. Would Ertz be my top three. three. Yeah. And then uh, Tyler Eifert, maybe fourth. Just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tyler Eifert, he would actually be one of the top, I think he would be like a top three if... He stayed healthy. Possible. He's shown every single season he shows signs of being really good. Yeah, I mean, he had a good start to this season. And then just fracturing his ankle doesn't hurt, help at all. And I don't know. But, again, Zach Ertz, definitely one of the most yeah. underrated tight ends in the league. And he had a good game against Minnesota. Do you think Philly is in trouble? Not that looking that too, whole division is terrible. Not looking so too hot right now. That whole division is not very good. So, I think, I mean, definitely they're not out of the playoffs by any means. It's five games into the season, but they, they should. Definitely not where they were last year. No, but that, like I said, that whole division is terrible. So, it's not like if they start playing good in the next two weeks, they should easily make the playoffs. I mean Carson Wentz definitely made strides last year, and you know that took that was it really did suck when he uh, tore his ACL or MCL or whatever he tore. But I mean, I mean they still won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, and they, in my opinion, they have the best defense in their division, and then they have the best quarterback in their division. Who's so, all in their division? Uh, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. Yeah, I would say Philly's definitely the best team in, of that bunch. Yeah. I'd say he's better than Alex Smith, and I'd 100% better than Dax. Uh, just like just like, a, the, just like the Atlanta Falcons, they're, they're the, 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 all the talent that they have that does not really every reflect what game, their record should be. Every single game has be. been close. Even their wins have been close. Every single game has been within six points. So, I mean, Carson Wentz wasn't also there in the first in the the first couple the first two or three games too. So, yeah. I mean, do you think they can turn it around? I mean, especially I mean with the division that they're in, I think they can turn it around. Yeah, because they're not that. I mean, the division, like you said, it sucks. So. I mean, do you th- like? Do you think they'll turn it around? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they they have too much talent not to. They, I don't think. Do you they still think that they can they, the playoffs? Do you think they can be a ten contender against Los Angeles? The Rams. Yeah. Yeah, like they got enough talent. Even but, with losing Ajayi. Yeah, I believe so. Especially if they could bring in Olashawn McCoy or something, I think they could. Definitely. Like you said, playoffs is just one game. Anybody can get hot for three games. 
Carson Wentz hasn't played in a playoff game yet. That's true. I don't know. I don't. This just sucks because Philly it's not looks like Jared really. Goff is very experienced either. That's true. I mean, Philly looks really good last year, and the fact that they're two and three right now is just that's that's another surprise to me, honestly. But I mean, again, we'll see if they can turn it around, and I think they can because of their the the the. The division that they're in in the the NFC East. Another game, the one of the last games I think should be addressed, Indiana at New England. Now, I've said this since the beginning, or when the Patriots went one and two, I said, paint. I mean, not Peyton Manning. Tom Brady has always come back the game after like losing two. Sh- straight he comes back usually like this pissed off kind of attitude and they usually I mean the games after he usually plays really really good I mean do you I mean and now uh, of course the Patriots are three and two they're uh, they're tied with Miami right in their division at three and two yeah looking at it now Patriots will probably win that division again and Tom Brady had Tom Brady definitely had a he had a really solid game, um. With uh, he had three hundred and forty one passing yards, adding three touchdowns. He still threw two interceptions, which last week on the podcast I said that that's usually that's been uncommon for him to throw that many interceptions in the game. Considering, yeah. I mean, he had a couple years ago he only threw two interceptions the whole season. And last season he only threw I think, I think seven or eight, so, and if and he's already at I think he's already at six this season, so it's been I mean, that's been kind of a I mean like you know with age you'll definitely you know get worse in some things but he's still good I mean Tom Brady is still the Tom Brady of you know a couple years ago, and again he had a good game, and. Sonny Michelle is a rookie that's really coming into his own as an NFL running back. If you would have told me he would have ended up being better than Nick Chubb while they're in college, I wouldn't have believed you. But mm-hmm. he's I thought I, I thought that was a solid pickup yeah. for New England because I think he I just think that he fits their system so well. He's playing super good, and again, I mean, with them, I think they struggled so much. Earlier in the season is because they they didn't have Julian Edelman. They didn't have uh with well, the uh, they got rid of I'm trying to think. But you know, they didn't they, they didn't have again, they didn't have Julian Edelman. They didn't this their offenses looked really different. They only had like they, I mean, the, the, they got rid of Brandon Cooks, which doesn't help, and Danielle Amendola leaving also didn't help. But the fact that they have Julian Edelman back, and that they have, and they have Sonny Michelle playing really good, James White's still a really good passing back. Uh, Gronk is playing really good. They still have weapons, definitely in their game, and if they get Josh Gordon in the game more. 
He's going to help out Tom Brady a lot. And just looking at this offense now compared to what they had earlier in the season, the Patriots team is still going to be a double-digit win team to me. They're going to be tested pretty good this week versus the Chiefs. They uh, will. That's going to be a very good game. It is going to be a good game. I mean, We're going to see how legit uh, the Chiefs are, and we're going to get to see if uh, how legit the Patriots are. That's very game. true. I mean, even if the Chiefs lose that game, still a good team. Oh, yeah. Because they're losing against one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And that's something we'll get to a little bit later. But, I mean, like I said, Tom Brady's still looking good. Julian Edelman coming back from suspension. Seven catches, 57 yards. That's not totally, not the best game ever, but he's still productive for him. And Andrew Luck, 365 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And Eric Ebron. Ebron having nine catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns. He's been one of the most talented a... tight ends this year, but he is he struggled until mm-hmm. last game. Yeah. Very solid game. I think he's. I mean, I still think he's another one of those players that you don't think about much, but he's one of the, a I think solid. He's very good. He's he, definitely he a solid early tight end. This season, but. Had a, I'm, I'm had a he, really good game against New England. Can get it turned around for him. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, like, just like um, when they versed who's the week before this one versus the Texans, I think uh, they're trying to have a game one and drive uh, before they go to OT. Andrew Luck throws it probably six yards to him wide open, and man juggles it and runs out of bounds with it. He, he was just struggling, just holding on to the ball, but. Glad he, glad he had a good I game. I still think that was a good pickup for Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, still, I mean, if he played like he's he still did young. Detroit, he's yeah. I mean, he's still ball. young, and he's definitely I mean, still a lot to improve on. But, again, that's a, that was a solid pickup for Indianapolis. And, um, like I said, the Patriots, if they get this offense the way that they want it and they get all the pieces working together, this is probably another Super Bowl year for New England. Am I honest and I being completely honest? You think they'll win it? I don't th- I don't know if they'll win it, especially with a team like the Rams and, and talks of making do a Super Bowl. But I I mean looking at the AFC there's not a lot of good teams. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, there's good teams of course, but some of them know, a lot of them have struggled. I mean the Bengals are four and one but I still don't trust them. Yeah, I don't think they're on the same level as Patriots. Yeah. I still don't think the Bengals are, even if they made the playoffs, though, I'm still not going to trust them to win a playoff game. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that's something we'll definitely see. I mean, I I don't, we don't know what the playoffs are going to look like. No, we're only five games into the season. Right, I mean, I mean, a lot of stuff can happen. So, so, some predictions... It's for uh, week six, I believe it is. Like we, yeah, yeah week, week six. six. Philly at the uh, New York Giants. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Philly. New York has not looked good. This is gonna be my upset for the week. You're going New York. I think Giants are gonna. Normally, I would say Philly, but with losing Jai and Philly just not looking that good so far. I mean, I think, I think the Giants are gonna. Even though they have a poor record right now, I think that that's going to be my upset. Now, Wentz is going to elevate his game against uh, not so great defense. They're going to pick up the dub. Pittsburgh at Cincy. 
Pittsburgh at Cincy. I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Pittsburgh too. This, if the Bengals I guess, win this game, I, I think I'm going to start to believe in them. But do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I'm still having trust issues with them. Like I'm, I'm a Bengals I, fan. I have trust. I have bad <laughs> trust issues with Cincinnati. <laughs> I still have to go with Pittsburgh, and maybe, even though it's at Cincinnati, if 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 the Bengals win, I'll I feel I'll think I'll feel better about trusting. Yeah, five and one start. I don't think you can discredit that at all. Right. Yeah, but I still think Pittsburgh is going to win. Tampa at Atlanta. Mm, I have Atlanta winning. Yeah, I think. Although, I, I think Tampa this is has a, a better uh, record right now. I'm still going to go Atlanta. Yeah. More talent for that fact alone. Yep. Yeah, I still think. Yeah, I think. I think this is the game where Atlanta finally turns it around. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, Carolina at Washington. I'm gonna go with my Panthers. I'm gonna go with Washington. Just really? kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm it's just, not like out of the world if you go. With I know. Washington I'm just kidding. I, I think Carolina's gonna win. They're a solid team. I just. Yeah, I'm just. I was just kidding. I think Carolina's gonna win. Uh, Seattle at Oakland. I'm gonna go Seattle. Definitely Seattle. I don't. I mean, Oakland's been a disappointment. Man, two, two years ago, they looked so good. They they went twelve Derek and four, Carr. and then up until Derek. Amari Carr. Cooper was on the up and up, and then Derek Carr got hurt, and mm-hmm. he was even in contention for MVP that year. He was probably the favorite until he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's just what was. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I thought getting John Gruden was going to be good for him, but it hasn't turned out. I mean, it's been a disappointment this year. But only his first year, though. So yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, definitely sent, uh, Seattle. Indianapolis at the New York Jets. I'm def- I'm going uh, Indianapolis. You know what? I think I'm having another upset. I think the Jets yeah. are going to pull it off. I don't know off. if that's necessarily an upset. Jets have played better than them mm-hmm. at this point. I think the Jets will pull it out. I, I th- I'm with Andrew. Andrew Luck hasn't played as good as I want him to. He I mean, Sam Darnold, I mean, yeah, but... Still not the Jets. Even though they're two and two and three, I believe they're like outscoring their like their points four over their I mean, points I, allowed uh, is like a big margin. I, their running back Isaiah Crowell, yeah, had two hundred nineteen yards. Has been very good. And Sam Darnold, is, he's still trying to get into the NFL system, but I mean, he's still going to be a good NFL quarterback, and it's just his rookie season. But well, I, mean, I think they'll pull off the. Win against Indianapolis, Arizona at Minnesota. Go with Minnesota. Def one hundred percent Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is still going to have a good, um, still a good start to the season. Adam Thielen's going to run all over Arizona's defense. Los Angeles Chargers at Cleveland Browns. Go with Chargers. Really, My boy Philip Rivers. I believe in Philip. I believe in Baker. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Browns. I think they'll pick up. Browns are gonna pick up their third win of the season. Buffalo at Houston. I'm gonna go with Houston on this one. Yeah, I, Houston too. Deshaun Watson. I was watching uh, Houston play Dallas, and he looked like in the final drive to lead him to the overtime victory. He looked really good, and I, I think Bills have got two, do have two wins and. They've they've played shockingly not as bad as they as I thought they would have, but they still have not looked good. Yeah, 
Absolutely, uh, yeah. Like I said, Dorshawn Watson looks really good against I'm Dallas. I'm just not a Josh Allen fan. You know, I, I, I thought, I, I mean, he has a, Josh, a hell, he has I, a hell of an arm. I wasn't a Josh Allen fan going into the draft last year, and I'm still not. I just can't get on his bandwagon. I Why? think out of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round last year, he's probably my least favorite. I think he has a lot of upside, though. I could see he's a big body because he, he has a big. He, his again, his arm is he has a hell of an arm on him. I don't know. I, I'm just not a just not a big Josh Allen fan. He didn't even play great in college last year. He's yeah, also that, injured a lot. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if he can. T- I mean, what, and, he's only a rookie. Yep. Same thing with Sam Darnold. Chicago at Miami. Now this one, I'm definitely gonna have to go with Chicago. Yeah, I'm going with the Bears. I'm really big on the Bears. Yeah, my, I think Miami's going to lose three straight games in a row. And Mitch, Tri- Mitch Trubisky had six passing touchdowns a couple week, or a weekend or two ago. So I still think he's going to get better. I like defense, defense is still going to be top-notch. Definitely going to take – He's proven his worth. 100%. And I, they're, they're definitely going to – Take down Miami. Rams at Denver. Going with Rams. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to <coughs> bet. Sorry, to bet against uh, uh, this Los Angeles team. I'm just going right to be 100 honest. I do not know if I'm going to pick a game against them <laughs> this year. And, and right now, it's hard. I mean, they've had, of course, they've had a couple of close games, but this this offense is going to. Their defense. The only is way crazy good. They're uh, Jared Goff is super good. I never would have expected Jared Goff to be like this. I just NFL. think it's cool because he has the same last name as me. You say that every time we bring it up. I know it's keep cool. on doing. I mean, it. keep it, on doing you. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I don't know if we have any relation, but I seriously doubt it. I seriously I mean, doubt you it. You don't know. Never yeah, I, I'm probably related to Donna Terry Poe as well. So I think you are. Yeah, you never I'd know. Say so. We look, just, we look alike. <laughs> just look on a... Five-nine white guy. And... <laughs> just, just look on Ancestry. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> but, yeah. Rams definitely picking up that win for me. Uh, Baltimore at Tennessee. Now, this was a tough one because both teams have lost games that where I thought they would win. But I, have, I think I'm going to have to go to Tennessee on this one. Because their defense has looked really good. I'm going with Baltimore. You think so? I actually had really hard choosing this game, but I'm going to go with Baltimore. You know, Joe Flacco, of course. That's <laughs> <laughs> when in to, doubt, trust you. I know, it's hard to bet against Flacco. Uh, but I think, I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't have... Had, Colin Coward actually caught my eye the other day. He said that Baltimore is the... Uh, is the... Secretly the best team in the NFL, or something like that. And I was like, What? What kind, something, dr- may, what kind of drugs does he have? He's not the best team in the NFL, but he said something about... I'm going to look it up. He said something around that. Well, whatever he said, it was not true. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't have a good game last week, but I, th- I think Tennessee can... I think they definitely have the defense to take out uh, Baltimore uh, this weekend. Jacksonville at Dallas Cowboys. Going with Jags. Yeah, I think Jaguar, Jaguars are going to get that win mm-hmm. because I think, I mean, um, Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore. Dallas has been one of the teams that has been quite a disappointment. 
considering they went, they were looked like a really solid team in Dak Prescott's rookie year, and Jacksonville looked good last year. I mean, Jacksonville was still good. I just, I think I just think that their defense is going to shut down. Yeah, uh, Dallas. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to shut down Ezekiel Elliott, but. I still think they're going to shut down Dak Prescott and the receivers. I, I'm, Especially with Jalen Ramsey. A, I don't think Dak's that great. I don't think he'll be a starting quarterback for much longer. A couple more years. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't I don't think he's... I mean, that brings up another question. I mean, he's super, I mean he, he is super young, but... And it, it just brings up another just topic. He they should. signs to me. I mean, he yeah. showed signs in his rookie year, but other than that, I mean, it's been it's been a struggle. Even last line, year, their offensive line that year was on another level. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a they. I mean, this goes these struggles go back to last year because he yeah. didn't play that good last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Um, Kansas City at New England, which is that Sunday night game. I originally picked it's tough. Kansas City. It's but tough then, for me right now I because my Cleveland, New, right, England. Cleveland. New England has looked really good the past couple of games against Miami and then uh, Indianapolis. And Patrick Mahomes has been playing really, really good. But I still think New England is going to win. I'm going Sunday New England because historically two teams do not stay undefeated very long. Mm-hmm. Usually five around week five, week six, most teams mm-hmm. all but one usually have the loss. So yeah, like I mean, I statistically I'm gonna go with New England. And I, I've said this a lot of times. It's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. Always hard, and I don't think I ever can because I know how good he is. And then the Monday Night Football game, which is a terrible Monday Night Football game, by the way. San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. If the Green Bay Packers Somehow managed to lose that game. They're in deep trouble. They are in deep trouble. They're yeah. like deep, like deep in the ocean, and like those little fishes with the yeah, I'm the lights on them. They're they're that deep in trouble if they lose against Forty ers Considering Forty ers also lost Jimmy G, so so that's it for the NFL and the predictions. In the next segment, guys, we got some college football. Disappointing loss for UK, but there's also been some other really fun games in college football world. So stay tuned in the next segment of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the second segment of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. No, we did not forget about a trivia question. And I think I've been telling you about it. This trivia question, we'll see if you can get it. So, in 2004, which player finished second in the Heisman voting, which was the highest for a freshman ever? Was it Larry Fitzgerald? Was it Rex Grossman? Was it Vince Young or Adrian Peterson? You said 2004? Mm-hmm. Youngest for a freshman. Yes, it was the highest finished. He finished in second place, which was the highest finish for a freshman ever. Uh, can you repeat the names? Rex Grossman, or Grossman, Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, or Vince Young. 
I kind of thought you would be able to guess it by the names, but. I'm down between two people. But. I'm going to go with AP. Yep. Yeah. It was Adrian right. Peterson. All right, my other choice was. Freshman uh, year in Oklahoma. My other one was Larry Fitz, but I figured that's really high. Second place is high for a receiver. Yeah. But yeah, Adrian Peterson and that year. I was thinking Vince Young, wasn't he a little after 04? He's a year or two after. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, Adrian Peterson finished second place that year, which was, again, the highest finish for a freshman. So, all right, guys, to college football. Texas, Oklahoma playing in a neutral site for the, uh, the Red River or something. They play for a hat. I know that. <laughs> for a cowboy hat. Yes. But, <laughs> Texas beating them 48 to 45. And I think I'm on. On board with saying that Texas is definitely back this year. Yeah, I mean, they're ranked number nine I, I right was, now. About two weeks ago, I said that I didn't. I was kind of really hesitant. In this team, but I, I was kind of really hesitant to say that they're back. But I mean, Tom Herman is doing a really good job. Everyone's looking good on Texas, especially their quarterback. I'm, I'm really bad with last names, but I believe it's his name is Sam Hillinger. I believe that's how you say it. But he had a really good game against Oklahoma. And this the fact that they beat Texas. I mean, they Texas beat Oklahoma. That's just a that that was that game was a prove yourself game. Field goal to win the game. There's a freshman who kicked that winning field goal. Imagine if Kentucky had that kicker. Second best kick of the week. Number one goes to my boy Graham Gano. Shout out. <laughs> that was a, that was dude. To be fair, that was a hell of a kick. 63-yarder. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. Nope. But, uh, but Going yeah. back to Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, like I said, Texas has just looked on good on all cylinders. I mean, they lost against Maryland that first game of the season. But ever since then, picking up wins against USC, picking up a win against TCU, and now Oklahoma, I definitely – I mean, they've already lost one game. I don't think they're, they're being the, the playoff contention. I mean, it depends on if the teams ahead of them lose games. But I mean, they definitely. I think Texas is definitely in the talks for maybe a, a New Year's Six bowl. Like I said about two weeks ago, I said that I wasn't believing in them seven wins. But I think I was. I wrong. remember that it was on the yeah. podcast. You'd only think, told me that they were going to win seven or eight games. Yeah, I think I'm wrong about that. <laughs> Which Kyler Murray still had a very good game. Kyler Murray did have another good game, but yeah. you know, just he he tried his best. I mean, t- people. I mean. Texas was beating Oklahoma pretty good. They were beating them by, I think, like 21 points. And then Oklahoma came firing back, of course. But Texas, you know, they were able to finish, um, close out that game. Texas actually ranked higher than them now. Uh, Texas number 9, Oklahoma number 11. Damn. I mean, I think, definitely think Oklahoma Pretty sure they jumped up 10 spots, Texas. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma is definitely, uh, they're out of playoff contention now. Really? I think so. Don't they have one loss? Yeah, they only have one loss. Nah, you but can make it if they went out there. They're in the playoffs. So. Mm. You can make it with one loss plus to a team. That I mean, was you still can, but it depends. 25. I mean, Georgia's still undefeated. Alabama's still undefeated, of course. Clemson's I, and Clemson. I mean, I still don't, but, I don't think Clemson's gonna make the playoffs. I mean, at this point, if they run the table, I mean, if they finish undefeated, then they'll definitely be looked at. But I mean, if they finish undefeated, they're definitely in. There's still games that they could lose. They could lose to NC State. Yeah. They almost lost to Syracuse. 
I mean, I who does Clemson have on the rest of their schedule? I know they play NC State. Yeah. I mean, they play Louisville. I mean, they also play Louisville. That's going to be easy dub for them. FSU should be an easy win. Uh, Boston College should be an easy win. I mean, Duke. Boston College has looked pretty good, and Duke looked, has looked good too. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying, I think those teams, I mean, I don't know about FSU, I, but. I think Clemson at least gets 11 wins and probably makes the playoffs. And I think we'll that. see. I mean, the only way Oklahoma has any chance is if Clemson loses or if Georgia what? or Georgia loses. That's only three teams, though. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, there's another team. Plus, I'm not going to Ohio State's still undefeated, too. Oh, so, I mean, right now I think the playoff situation is of those four teams right now. Oklahoma has to play uh, West Virginia, and that'll be a big game. That could be a playoff decider. But I still think West Virginia. If West Virginia runs the table. I still think West Virginia is going to beat If West Virginia runs the table, beats Oklahoma, and say Ohio State runs the table, who do you think gets in? If West Virginia and Ohio State, which I, I, run the table? I, do, I do not think that all these teams are going to run the table because that, that many undefeated teams never happens. But yeah, Ohio State and West Virginia both run the table. Who do you think gets in? Out of those two teams, yeah, say only one of them could get in. Think Ohio State does. Ohio State or West Virginia? Yeah, I think if they both. I think I think Ohio State. Ohio would State definitely only have plays to be two undefeated teams. I mean, what's West Virginia at right now? Number six. And Ohio State only plays two. Really? I, I, West Virginia I, is number six? Yeah, and Ohio State only plays two ranked teams through the whole year. I think Ohio's – who they play next? I, mean, I know they uh, play Minnesota next. But they play Penn State, who was ranked, and then they play uh, – Which Penn State probably should have won that game. Yeah. But, Damn. Let me check. If James Franklin didn't – you don't give Trace McSnorley the ball, and you decide to run it. Oh, and they pl- have to play uh, Michigan. That's going to be a tough game. That's a game where I could see Ohio State. That's losing. always a good game. Is it? Where's it at this year? Because uh, if it's at Ohio State, then that's going to be a tough game to win for Michigan. It's at Ohio State. I think it's going to be a. I think that's going to be a tough game for. Michigan. I mean, I still think, I mean, Indiana was hanging with Ohio State for the most part until the end. So, I mean, I think Michigan, they'll definitely put up a fight, but, but I, th- I don't I think, think they're going to beat them. I think West Virginia would have a better resume than Ohio State. You think so? Yep. Beating. Doesn't West Virginia also have to play Texas eventually? Yeah. That, that'd be a win against Texas. They have to play, uh, actually they don't play Oklahoma. Never mind. Oh, yeah, they do. Last game of the season. Because they'd have to beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, who's been a fringe-ranked uh, team all year. Texas, yeah. who's ranked. Uh, they've already beat Texas Tech. Yeah. That That's a decent – that's a pretty good resume. Yeah. And then I mean, would, they have to play the conference championship. I'm, if, I don't know. I mean, just based off what the the college football committee has done before, I think Ohio, they would consider Ohio State more than – West Virginia. I don't think I think West Virginia would have the better resume. They would, but, but, but I still I, think they would I don't, take Ohio State. I don't State. necessarily think that each of those. Are I mean, if Clemson play. loses, I could see West Virginia if they win. I mean, it depends. I mean, if West Virginia comes out of that schedule with only one loss, but do you know the the chances that Georgia and Alabama both make it aren't good? 
I mean, I think last year was Alabama, the only time. Last year, I'm pretty sure it's the only time where two of the same conference. I think Alabama's gonna. I think they're gonna make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think there's gonna be any team that can beat them. Maybe LSU and then Georgia. I don't think. I don't even think LSU can beat them. I'm not gonna say LSU has zero chance. LSU's a darn good team. They are, but I mean, they didn't look that good against. Who knows? Georgia could lose to LSU this week. LSU's coming off and their loss. I know that's that's something that. I mean, that's something you have to consider. I mean, Georgia could lose. I mean, I don't if, – if – the way I see it, if Georgia loses, then I think they're Georgia out. plays ranked teams the next four weeks. And, I mean, they could – who are the – I know LSU's LSU, one of them. Florida, Kentucky, Auburn. I think they'll beat Auburn. I don't – I mean – Auburn hasn't looked – I mean, like, I, think, I think Georgia will beat Auburn – I think, I think they sh- they're the best team out of all of those. But I hate to say this, but I think they'll beat Kentucky. I mean, yeah, I think they're better than all four of those teams. But beating four ranked teams in a row is not easy. Mm-hmm. Who's that second game after LSU? Florida. Florida. That's gonna be a tough game too. I don't know. I mean, if Georgia, I mean, honestly, if Georgia loses, I think they're out. As a Kentucky, if they lose in the regular season. They would have to beat Alabama in the conference to make it. Mm-hmm. If they beat Alabama in the conference and they only lose one game, I believe they would still make it. Yeah, I mean, so. it, I mean, it really depends because they're still on the like the. I mean, Notre Dame is another team that we haven't really talked about yeah. yet. I mean, they're still. I mean, they, they could. I mean, they could win out too. I mean, they don't have that hard of a schedule either. I mean, but. I mean, it just depends. I mean. If, Notre, Notre Dame's ahead of West Virginia, right? They're like number five. Yeah, Notre Dame's five. West Virginia's six. And I think those probably are the best six teams in the nation. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying if Clemson ends up losing, I think they're out of the playoffs. If they go 11-1, I don't necessarily – I guess it depends on who else they have to – But then again, there's a lot of teams that could go 11-1 too. Or ten and two. I mean, like you said, West Virginia has a gauntlet of games. They're gonna be tough, and Notre, yeah. Georgia has Notre a Dame gauntlet plays, of games. They're gonna be tough. Notre Dame plays three teams, but they already played all of them, and they beat them yeah. all. So and they, Navy, Navy, not this week, but I mean, that's not week, that's not you know a guarantee. Navy after their bye week, uh, Notre Dame's bye week. That that's a tricky game coming off a bye week playing Navy. Oh yeah, for sure. Navy has a style of play that they always have a chance for upsets. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's just too it's too close to call right now. Hey, we're forgetting about Colorado as well. <laughs> or Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm pretty and UCF, the the champions from last year that everyone's sleeping on. <laughs> the champions. <laughs> the claim champions. Whatever. Man, I like I said, it's really tough to call right now because there's so many things that could happen, and there's a lot of things that need to happen for some teams to get in. I mean, I mean, you, you can definitely get in with one there's loss. Prob- there's like 20 teams right now that I'd say could, Alabama. Realistic, like there's like 20 teams right now mm-hmm. that could technically make the playoffs. Like they have the resume at this point, and if they did good enough, they could technically still make the playoffs. I think Alabama will stay undefeated. I'm not. They're 
I think they're easily the best. Ohio State will probably stay undefeated. Hmm. Not that many teams always stay undefeated, though. I'm, I'm not, it's hard for me to say that Georgia's going to be we're gonna those out of the next four games that Georgia's gonna win them all. Yeah, I think they'll definitely beat Auburn. Florida's looking like it might be a tough game. LSU's gonna be even though LSU lost against Florida, that's still gonna be a tough game for Georgia. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I kind of as, as far as Georgia's concerned, I really hope they do lose one of those games. Maybe to, hopefully, or they play LSU then Kentucky, right? Or they play Kentucky before. Uh, it goes LSU, Florida, Kentucky. Could you imagine if, if they win those Georgia two, lost both of those games? Then they would drag Kentucky. <laughs> what? If they lost to LSU and then Florida, they'd probably drag Kentucky. Oh, I mean, still, I mean, Kentucky would be number one <laughs> as long as they beat. I would rather Georgia win those two games than Kentucky beat them, and then Kentucky would still be number one. Because they would have the tiebreaker. You would rather Georgia beat LSU and Florida? And then Kentucky beat Georgia? They would, have, they would have the same record. Yeah, but Kentucky would have the tiebreaker, which is a head-to-head matchup. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Oh. Like I said, I think as as far as Georgia is concerned, it's hard. I mean, I don't know if they'll come out the next four games still undefeated because LSU is going to be tough. You know, I think they'll beat Auburn. I mean, the Auburn game's still going to be tough. Uh, Florida's going to be tough. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll just have to see. But so some, yeah, I haven't really, we've been talking about the playoffs so much. We yeah. haven't even gotten to the games so that we need to talk about. Uh, so I get we'll switch over to UK for a little bit. Never been this pissed off at Mark Stoops. Even when they've been, they struggled his first two years. Definitely, this oh, I've was definitely been way more mad than Mark Stoops. Than that game against Texas. Oh yeah, I've been so much. Southern Miss when we blew that giant lead to Southern Miss. Definitely. Come on, they weren't. Mad. That Kentucky team was not as good this team as this Kentucky team. We could have been. An this eight, hurts we more. We could have been an eight one. Oh yeah, we're not as good. That that game hurts more. But I was not as mad because going into the season, I thought we had no chance. And we're still way better than what I was expecting, so I'm not as mad as I was at that point. I was... Because mm. at that point, Mark Stoops had just came off, I think, the second five-win season in a row, and then we come out the gates losing, uh, just blowing the giant lead to Southern Mist. Yeah, I, I was pretty mad. That's probably the most mad I've been at him. But, I mean, I think you can agree with me that usually for football, you don't usually get stressed out because they're usually a, like a subpar. I get stressed out watching all the losses pile up. <laughs> but, but like, yeah. you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, for basketball, you usually get stressed out the most because those are the usually, that's usually the, the team from Kentucky or from UK that matters usually. But now that UK is actually good, I was pretty much standing up that whole game and I was stressed out that whole game. I really, I mean, I, I haven't even Texas been this stressed out for you know when I was watching Louisville. For Kentucky to send that game to overtime when they did not run an offensive play in regulation past the fifty yard line, and Texas A and M just outplayed them the whole game. I get props to A and M; they played super good. 
they're the Kevin only Lamar team. Had a solid, really solid game. I mean, Texas A&M has the only team that I backed up the trash that they were talking. Yeah. Because uh, one of Texas a and I think it was Kingsley Kiki or Kiki Kingsley. I don't know which way it is, but he, you know, he said that they shouldn't have a problem stopping UK's run game, and they kind of backed it up because they they loaded the box every single time, making Kentucky choose the throw, and our quarterback. I mean, that was a good decision. <laughs> That was, I think, not changing out quarterback probably hurt them the most. I'd say what hurt them the most is not giving it to Benny more than 13 times. and not giving That's it to true. Him on third and two. That's another one. And third and two in right. overtime, and you don't give it to the best running back in the nation. They should have tried. They didn't try the – they they to the Wildcats so much, and they did not try it once that game. They, were, they had Benny in the Wildcat on the third and two, and, and then they, they call a timeout, and Eddie Grand decides to – you know, put their put the third and two in the the hands of Terry Wilson, and I, I think Terry Wilson. My take on him is that he'll be definitely be good with time. I think he'll be like in his junior and senior year at Kentucky. I think he'll be really good if he could. He learn can how to be. make the right decision. Yeah, and cut cut down on turnovers and be a better like um, a decision, right decision maker. I mean, I think he'll definitely be good, especially adding his running game as well. But you've. It's just simple football. If one of your players, especially quarterback, is not doing well and well, causing causing your offense to be in a logjam, you need to change them if out. They're just not playing good, but like straight the, up terrible. Can't get the past thing, the fifty yard line. The, the, There's the no point where they st- they got an interception, started on the forty four yard line. It was like it was in the which third I thought or that, fourth quarter. Which, yeah. Which I, I was, which I, was I thinking, thought that uh, was, I, I thought that was going to be a big moment, momentum shift. I was thinking that, hey, we're, yeah, we're fine. We should at least get a field goal. Let's get thirty yards. Which, we, we, which you were, we were, we were driving, and we we got. I mean, we were in that. I think we were, we were in Miles Butler range, and no, then, we weren't because we never crossed the fifty. We didn't cross the fifty uh, one single time in that. Well, situation. I remember it was like. I think it was the last play. Yeah, I think it was the last play before. When he took the like, sack, before yeah, when he, not not the third and two, but no. but uh, besides for that, we were never in field goal range because we never crossed. I'm trying to 50. think of what it was. What I'm thinking about, but but anyway, started on the 44, and we we get a false start. Terry Wilson gets sacked, and Terry Wilson is just taking. I mean, taking Miles Butler honestly and, out of his range, <laughs> and on that third and two. You cannot take a sack. Throw it away. Just throw it away. Legit. If if we're gonna more be than okay likely, settling, if you give it to Benny, he'll get a two yards. If we're okay with settling for a field goal, you start on the twenty-five, which is in field goal range. Yeah. Hand it to Benny three times. I'm sure he's gonna get you at least six yards with three touches. So if you don't get the first down, not a big deal. Then you kick it. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously, I. Kentucky had that they that the thing that pisses me off is that Kentucky that was a very winnable game. Very very winnable. They could have they could have closed out that game in my opinion. I I'm not so mad because of how close we played them. And the fact how that we're, that we're we still played. 5 and 1. That's I mean that's fine. That's cool. Like that's a better start than anyone thought. But I think it's just 
that they made it so close. And again, that was such a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, you couldn't ask for a more winnable game than that. And they, I mean, they couldn't get their offense going, like we said, at all. They couldn't get it past the midfield, and that's the, that's the thing I think they had a problem with. When you go to overtime and you don't run a single play, and your side of the field. That's how you know your defense is good. And yeah, I mean Kentucky. I mean Kentucky's defense kept them in that game. They, I mean, There's they also a couple bad calls, but I'm not going to bring that up because that that I mean I I believe they're bad, but that could be some bias. So I'm not going to ever talk trash about some refing unless it's like straight obvious that I'm always going to talk trash about refing about yeah. referees because it's usually most of the time they're. It's a hard job though. Our job to yeah, get, right? still they'll get bad calls all the time. It happens. All right, let's, let's move on to the next game. <laughs> but seriously, the last thing I want to say about UK though is, was that a winnable game? Of course. But the fact that they're five and one, three one in the SEC, one hundred percent a better start than anyone thought they if would be. If we finish nine and three, that's the best season I've witnessed as a Kentucky fan, and I will be ecstatic. Super, if they if true. they can go ten and two, only losing to Texas A and M and Georgia, I mean I think you can't ask for much more as a UK fan. Mm-hmm. And from what you're saying, all UK fans ask for is those little seven and six, eight and it's four, seven and six, eight and seven five, and six wins four or five years in a row, and then have one season where, where it's you like go this. eight, nine, like you build up wins. freshmen, and once they're seniors, you get a season like this. You know That's what I mean? all I ask for as UK fan. I'm not expecting to be good. I'm, I'd rather be good in basketball or football. And I'm not expecting to be great in football. But get a bowl game every year, one every five six years, be be pretty, be great. Not great, but really good. I mean, I hopefully UK gets a good bowl game. But I, if they get Music City Bowl, I'm gonna be so mad. I'll be mad if they get the Outback Bowl. I'll be mad. I'd be more happy with Outback Bowl than Music City. They should definitely get be getting. If they go ten and two, they finish with only two losses in the SEC. They should get a better bowl than those two, honestly. Definitely but, Music City. Yeah. Um, too early. It's still quite early in the season, so we'll see how things turn out. LSU at Florida. Um, Tim and I said on the podcast that we thought that. While Florida would probably give LSU problems, that LSU in the end would just, but they would still pull out the win. And you know, Florida, quite honestly, surprised me. And you know, I thought, I mean, that Kentucky loss now doesn't look so bad, knowing what we know about Kentucky now. Mm-hmm. And Florida, ever since then, I mean, they've looked pretty Five good. One team. Yeah, I mean, they're looking pretty good. Wins against LSU, wins against Mississippi State. I mean. Beating Tennessee doesn't mean as much as it used to, but they still clobbered Tennessee at in Knoxville. Right. I mean, I'm just this Florida team is not. I mean, they're not the slouch that maybe we thought they were. And they came up. Felipe their defense Franks has actually shown to be serviceable a little bit. Yeah, and I can't. I usually can't, I can't stand Felipe Franks. And yeah. <laughs> remember when we went to the game? I used to. Yeah. I was saying about Felipe. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean. Florida's defense really came up clutch, especially you know picking it off and return that for a touchdown, and Joe Burrow didn't look that good honestly. No, he didn't. 
and they just and LSU couldn't really get anything going. In the first, I mean, in that first drive of the game, they just drove it down the field, finished off with a running touchdown. They looked good, but other than that, I mean, they had a, they had a kind of a tough time against Florida's defense. Very good win for Florida. It's- I mean, I think I don't know if it's at Florida or if it's at Georgia this year. But, I mean, for this Florida team, I think they're going to give Georgia problems now that I think about it. I really they do. They definitely could. If they gave LSU problems, I think they'll give Georgia problems. I mean, if Missouri can hang with uh, Georgia for a little bit, why can't Florida? No, Especially do, with a better I defense. I do kind of miss the days where Florida used to, like, run the nation. They were always, like... Them and Alabama are like the best two teams always in the <laughs> SEC. I kind of miss those days. The Tim Tebow years? Kentucky's always getting two wins. Those were the good old days. <laughs> well, 2007 was No, like, 2007 we made Music City Bowl. Yeah, but. Rich Brooks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, Felipe, Felipe Franks played good. Florida's defense was, again, really good. And... You know, Florida picking up that win against LSU, twenty-seven to nineteen. So Clemson played Wake Forest, and Clemson finally looked like one of the top teams in the nation, beating Look Wake Forest. Super dominant. P- finally picking up that dominant win, beating Wake Forest, sixty-three to three. Now, Grant Trevor Lawrence didn't have that good of a game. I mean, he had a, completed a high percent of his passes, but he only had like a hundred and seventy-something passing yards and only threw. I think he threw one or two touchdowns, but then again, he did he did sprain his neck last weekend. So that and his team still won sixty three to three. So I don't think anybody. And they're playing. I don't. I think some a running back. I don't, I don't really like Clemson, but a a player that some people are sleeping on is Clemson's running back, Travis Entine. And <laughs> say that one more time for me. Entine. <laughs> I'm terrible with last names. I don't know how to say it. But he's playing playing really good. Well, they had three uh, people rush for over 100 yards last week and two rush for over 160. That's great. And they, they Clemson they ran all over. They had six uh, touchdowns between the three of them. Mm-hmm. So. Each only had ten carries as well. So, Yep. I mean. And each he, had a rush for over 60 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you beat a team 63 to three like that then you know those are the type of stats you're going to see mm-hmm. but uh I mean Clem- like like I said Clemson finally getting that dominant win and Clemson they still have a tough road I, th- I mean not a road not that tough of a road but they still play college I mean Boston College they still play NC State and I think both of those games while Boston College had some struggles, I still think they're. I mean, those are the two teams that I think they're going to give uh, Clemson a problem, especially NC State. We also can't forget about how Hunter Renfro, the receiver for Clemson, he's pretty much been in the college football for like ten years. It feels like <laughs> that man's been there forever. I think he's been with Clemson ever since they started the playoffs. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Maybe I think he, yeah, I think it was either 2014 or 2015. He's been there for a while. Which obviously he's only been there for four years or five, but, but I mean, it feels every, like he's when you're so good for that long, it feels like you've been there forever. I mean, it feels like I mean, I think that's like that with everyone. Like, yeah. 
if you stay, I mean, it feels like you've been there for a thousand years if you've been with a team, college football team, for yeah. four years. But, yeah, I mean, do you think Clemson will still make the playoffs? Or do you think they'll go undefeated still? I don't know if they'll go undefeated, but at this point, I don't have any reason to believe that they won't make the playoffs. Right. As they have the last two or three years. Don't have a terribly difficult schedule, so I have no reason to believe they won't. And the only thing I could see is Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. Yeah, but, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence, I mean, gets, you know, if his neck gets better, I mean, he's still going to be one of the top quarterbacks in yeah. the nation. I mean, he's already proven. As I think a he, freshman, he's crazy good. Yeah, the fact that he still has two more years of college football left, I mean, that's just crazy to think about, and that he, that he's definitely, uh, I mean, I don't, he's not going to be in the Heisman talks this year, but I think next year and the year after, he'll definitely be in the the talks for the whole year because he's, he's he has an arm and he's you know he's he's tall, and he got beautiful hair, he's beautiful, beautiful hair, absolutely beautiful hair. I don't know if it's as you know, beautiful. best hair always gets uh, votes for Heisman. Always. Lamar Jackson. I don't know. His hair kind of took a couple votes away from me. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry had some pretty good Derek dreads. Derrick Henry's got nice hair. I think... Uh, <laughs> Mark Ingram's little bald head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Mariota had a good fade. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. But, He's just a beautiful man. <laughs> I mean... As far as best hair in college football, have you seen the Texas guy from uh, from Texas football? No. He, you haven't seen his hair? His hair is quite beautiful, too. Uh, worst hair in the NFL? In the NFL? James Conner. No question about it. Oh, I want to shave his head. Have you seen it? I think I've seen it. Is it like... It's. it's I don't know how to describe it. It's short I saw it when they were. I saw it when they were back. playing. It's kind of like a mullet-ish, but it's like super shaved everywhere except for the very. Tyler Eifert had a mullet going there. I mean, a, a salt, a good mullet. That's the best hair you can have, no doubt. <laughs> but what James Conner has, no. But uh, give give me a solid mullet, dude. Any day he's gonna be a beast. I mean, I don't know if Trevor. Going back to Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if he has good ha- of hair as. Uh, Hawaii. I knew you were gonna bring him up. Quarterback. I knew you were gonna bring dude, him up. Dude, he's a white dude with dreads. You can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, I can. Maybe maybe Trevor Lawrence can put his hair in dreads and maybe I'll have a different opinion. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence and his hair over Cole McDonald. I don't think I'm taking... <sighs> Cole McDonald is <laughs> the goat. <laughs> you love that man too much. Uh, he has the play to back it up. That's some bad hair. That is ugly. Oh no, my god! I just showed James Conner's hair. That's I, some res- bad hair. I respect James Conner and everything he went through, but his hair choice. Mm-mm. I don't know why he. No. <laughs> the more I look at it, the worse it gets. <laughs> <laughs> James anyway, Conner. Off, off the topic again. of uh, best and worst hair, so. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> that was a pretty good talk. I mean, I, Auburn, Mississippi State was not expecting 
Mississippi State to beat them that good, 23-9. I mean, Auburn almost had her touchdown. And then right when they get to the end, almost get to the end zone, Auburn's guy just just drops it. I was like, you can't. Oof. I feel like the that was a big of, oof. I feel like the thought of Jared Stidham is always better than Jared Stidham himself. Like, because he has all the tools, and he shows I mean, signs he had, of being great. But He had a good couple games, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, he hasn't looked that good. He, he, he only has five signs, touchdowns. He shows signs, and he looks the part. It's just the thought of Jared Stidham is always better than Jared Stidham actually is. I mean, people thought, were thinking that Auburn might be a playoff team, but they're definitely out of it now. 100%. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I think it's almost virtually impossible to make it with two losses. Oh, yeah. You're going to only have to, you're going to have to go undefeated or uh, there was at least one Auburn, loss. It was too. Auburn last year, I think, or maybe the year before it had two losses and they were in the discussion because they played so well and won so many good games. But it might have been. I think it was last year they had two losses. I think it was. But it hasn't happened yet, and I don't think it'll happen. That must nope. say if they expand the playoffs, which I would love to see. I would love to see eight teams in the playoff. I think that would be. I think that would be the best for the everybody. The only thing is that means the winning team would be playing sixteen games, and college football they don't want people to be playing that much. But just take away some game. I mean, regular season games. Take away some regular season games. I don't know. I don't like that. Take out the the game. I mean. Go straight into SEC play, or whatever conference you're in. I don't know. I like the. It's. I hate changing like scheduling and stuff because it's been like that for so long. Plus, it kind of. I mean, you don't. You don't. You don't. With like, I know it's not all about stats and records, but that affects with like people's stats and their records. Like, they won't be able to have as high of a chance to break them and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's part of the reason why I don't like it. But I guess college football, the stats. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't really need to play the FCS teams. You don't. I mean, you don't. Not need everybody to, you plays don't, FCS teams. Not everybody, but there's some. I mean, I well, don't. So FCS teams need love. I mean, they do, yeah, but I mean, closer? yeah, but still, you could take that. You could take that game out, and it'd be okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, just take away. Maybe take away some conference championship games, and just have like. You know, whoever's first is wins it. Just take, you know. What if they're tied? Have like a shootout. A shootout. Like the OK Corral. I don't know. I like think t- it'd be okay with sixteen games. That's that big of a deal. Get them. I mean, get them ready for uh, NFL. Go. So, uh, like I, mean, I would love to see an eighteen playoff, but whether or not they're gonna do it, I mean. Or could even do a six. That's still better. Mm. One and, number one and two seed so get a bye week or bye game. I don't know. I think four is too little though. Four is too little because there's so many other teams that could get in that would have with a shot. With eight teams, chaos proceeds and. With eight teams, you have teams like. All the teams. I mean, that can, we can you pull up like the top eight right now? Well, I can tell you, uh, the top seven. Yeah. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, West Virginia, Washington. That's it. That's seven. I mean, that, I mean, and uh, well, uh, number eight. I mean, that would be a pretty good playoffs, in my opinion. I don't. Uh, number nine is Texas. I'm not seeing eight. 
at eight Penn State. Like that'd be a super fun. That playoffs. would that would be an awesome playoffs. I really would. That that's so much. That playoffs is so much more fun than if you cut that in half and just have Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, this, the, the same teams every single yeah, cause year. Because the same four teams are always at the top of those next four. Yeah. That's when it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I I mean, if they're ever gonna change it, I mean that's just we'll see in the a future. Lot, most but fans are pro. I I know I know most fans are. I know a lot so. of people want that. I know I was talking to Tim about it, and I mean he he would like to see that too. I think I just think it'd make it more fun, more just, enjoyable than just, seeing the same four teams yeah, every he's year. Just worried about like uh, injury, like the more games, the more injury could be. Yeah, but if you're like in one of those top, up. if you're in one of those top teams, you have to get ready for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's just like, or you just take away one of those games in the regular season. There wouldn't be that. I mean, that I don't think really think I don't think that that would be a big issue, honestly. So and uh, Notre Dame Virginia Tech, I kind of figured Notre Dame would win that one. Yeah. And Virginia Tech losing the Old Dominion, like, why? How are you gonna lose to a team called Old Dominion? I remember Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, we, Notre we, Dame we, we hasn't been it, uh, if they're a legit or hoax. Yeah. I I was iffy, but I said that I think they're legit, and I'm pretty. Did didn't you say that you thought they were gonna be a hoax? I think I did. I wasn't on the train. They, they proved him wrong, and they proved me wrong on being hesitant because they're, mm-hmm. they're darn good. Yeah, especially after putting in Ian Book. I mean, he's played excellent. I mean, he's he's really helped out Notre Dame, especially in the offense. And I mean, this Notre Dame team is going to be a problem. I don't know if they're going to beat. I don't know if they can be Alabama, but they've definitely proved me wrong, and they they definitely have got my respect for sure. And you know who I think this is the best team they've had since Manti Teo? Probably. When they I mean, got drugged by Alabama in the championship mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I think this is probably the Yeah, I would have to say it's the best definitely the best team since that team. Since Manti Teo and his girlfriend. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Jesus. He did it to himself. <laughs> yeah, he did it. But isn't he? He's still in the NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know he had a couple sold years with the Chargers, and then did he get traded? He's on. He's on a different team now. I want to say Saints. I'm looking at. Yeah, that. I think it was the Saints actually. Because I know he got drafted by the Chargers. I was... Yeah, he's on the Saints. Is he actually playing though? I don't know. I know he did at the Chargers. I know he's been hurt too, but. <laughs> Speaking, Mantateo just came out and said that his life has been the same since. <laughs> Uh, hoax. Which, His girlfriend thing? Yeah, he said that he hasn't been the same. <laughs> which is understandable. I remember that story coming out. And just Everybody thinking. was talking about how good he was, and then, like, and then... That affected he, the whole of, thing. Half of the recognition he got was because of the story, which he was darn good. But Yeah, I think that story just got the... I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that was... It wasn't like a big, big story, but I mean, that's after it, was it came a out. Big story. It was on ESPN constantly. Yeah, I mean, uh, after it happened, I yeah, mean, he at the Chargers, he had eighty-two tackles, his best season, and then he was hurt his fourth year. Went to New Orleans, played eleven games last year. No, sixteen, but started eleven. Had sixty-two tackles, 
And then this year he's only played in two games because he's been battling injuries. So he's yeah, he's a been hurt. Yeah, I mean, eighty-two tackles and sixty-two tackles are pretty good. I mean, the fact that he played in sixteen games last year, he's able to play the whole season was good too. But I mean, he's he's put up solid numbers, but but the whole girlfriend thing got catfished big time. Poor and then guy. He tried to make a giant deal like she died and he cared so much for her. What did it turn out to be? Like who it actually was? It was some random dude. Man. Oof. That was that was like a big, big oof. So some games next week. I think my game of the week next week, Georgia at LSU. I, I think it's LSU, I think they're going to be pissed. And I think they're going to get Georgia problems. And my bold prediction, actually, for this week, I think LSU is going to beat Georgia. I don't know how bold that is because, uh, honestly, like, I think it's very realistic. Don't see, like, I don't I know. know but I, I mean, LSU's just played super good all season and coming off all the good teams play better coming off of loss because they get fired up. But, yeah, I, I still think Georgia will win, but I think it'll be a solid game. Yeah, I, I, I think I think, I think LSU, even though losing to Florida, I think I think they have the tools, and I think they have the defense to beat Georgia. I agree. So. My game of the week. Most people expect in uh, Michigan versus Wisconsin because that's like, that's like the headline game this week, but mine actually is Colorado versus Washington. Uh, Colorado undefeated Washington. Colorado? Yeah. Colorado's undefeated. I thought Washington was playing Oregon. Oh, were they? Oh, that that's what it was. That's what it was. My bad, my bad. <laughs> that, that's the week after. Washington versus Oregon. I mean, that's still that's, be a good game. Yeah, it'll still Isn't be a good Colorado game. still undefeated? Yeah, they are. Yeah. That, that's the week after. My bad. Got it mixed up. That's Washington okay. versus Oregon. Uh, two great quarterbacks. I knew Washington wasn't my game of the week. <laughs> but... Uh, I think that's going to be a good game. Yeah, two great quarterbacks. Uh, probably two of the best in the Pac-12. Is with, it at Oregon? It's at Oregon, right? With, uh... Yep. Yeah. Justin Herbert. I think... I, I, I think Oregon's going to win. Do you? Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, and their offense looked oh, pretty good against... Stanford. Stanford, but they just blew it. I mean, yeah. and Justin Herbert looked really good in that game, too. Do, I, you, like, I think, do you like Herbert over Browning? I think I still like Browning better. Herbert's having the better year, in my opinion. He is. But he had better I, stats. I'm a big. I'm a big Browning fan. I mean, he led Washington to the uh, the playoffs. So yeah. I mean, well, they haven't been Browning the same also, since. But Browning has about 100 more yards, but six less touchdowns, same interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Browning hasn't been the same since. Browning's also threw it about 30 more times. Yeah. Than, I mean, like I said, I mean, Browning hasn't been the same since a couple of years ago no. when he threw like forty-three touchdowns, something yeah. like that. But a game, I think, uh, it might be overlooked. UCF traveling to take on Memphis. This is gonna be a tough game for UCF, and be the hardest still... game of their season. Of course, UCF is still undefeated, like always. <laughs> <laughs> The hey, they, they did win uh, a acclaimed championship last year. <laughs> uh, 
But I think Memphis can. I think they'll pull it out. Who's their running back? What is name? Henderson. D- it's uh, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, man's a beast. Dude he's, is. He's not even getting that much many touches, but when he does, he he's going off on every single one of them. I know he's had a couple of two hundred yards games or one or something, but I mean, he's he's definitely piling on the yardage for him. I I think I I think Memphis. I mean, their quarterback is good too. I think I think they have the tools as well to beat uh beat USCF. I really do. I can see it. Uh, Wisconsin at Michigan. Wisconsin at Michigan. Who do I think is gonna win? Mm-hmm. That's another game that's on. That's a super week. good game. It is. I think I'm gonna. I go mean, Michigan. it's so hard to play in like Ann Arbor is such a. I think I'm gonna go Michigan. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Michigan too. Definitely, I mean, Shea Patterson, he's a he, solid, really solid quarterback. I, I'm there, a big Shea Patterson uh, fan. Is there running back Higdon? I think this is, he's played really good. Uh, Peoples, Jones, Peoples Jones. No, it's crazy to me that the top two quarterbacks in uh, the uh, recruiting class like two years ago, Shea Patterson and Jacob Eason, both uh, like played quite a not Shea Patterson didn't play that much as a freshman because he was buying Chad Kelly, but he played like the last three or four games. And him and Jacob Eason are supposed to be like the future of the SEC. Then both are trans- uh, transferred the year after. Well, I mean, he transferred me. because Ole Miss had that. All of those allegations would right. have to go to a bowl game. Yeah, Jacob I, I think it's. I think it's really. His, Jacob Eason got his job stolen because he got injured. And, no one was expecting Jake yeah. Fromm to have a good year of a year as he did, no, but. Uh, I mean, but I mean, Jacob Beeson, uh, He's definitely. I mean, he's gonna. I know you read a mock draft where Jacob Eason was up like in one of the the quarterbacks. Yeah, they ranked like, him as the twelfth best quarterback. I was Ahead like, of how? Jake rounding by like nine how, spots. I mean, how how are you? You haven't seen him play really since a no, freshman. Yeah, and he two he, years he got ago. his again. He, he got his job taken over by Jake Fromm. So I, I guess mean, he's getting to redshirt this year, so he'll still be a junior next year. But yeah, I think so. That's what it is, and. I mean, he'll still. I mean, he's, he'll take over the helms after yeah. Jake Browning graduates. I mean, I don't know the other weapons that Washington has, but I know he he had a solid freshman season when he was at Georgia. I think. I mean, I think him at Washington. I think that's where he's from too, around that area. So I mean, I think Washington's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Jacob Eason, like you said, his freshman year at Georgia, he looked he looked really solid. And, uh, I actually think Jacob Eason is better than Jake Fromm. It's just Jacob Eason. Jake Fromm is more of like what Georgia I mean, needs because Georgia, yeah. he's a better game manager. Yeah. But Jacob Eason, I think, has the more upside and the more talent. Mm-hmm. I think he has more of an NFL future, yeah, too. Definitely. definitely. And, uh, I mean, Jake Fromm, I think at the time, it hit all the momentum was shifting to him because he was playing so good. And also, the, I mean, he's playing well. I mean, they had... Probably Jake Fromm's like, Jake always going to make the right decision. He just fits what Georgia yeah. needs. You know who he reminds me of is Alex Smith. That's who Jake Fromm kind of reminds me I don't think he'll ever get to that level. No, but, I mean, and he's probably two inches shorter than yeah. Alex Smith, too. But, I mean, he, that's who he reminds me of. He's definitely a game manager. But, I mean, I think Shea Patterson, I think him and Michigan – and their running back has been playing really good. I think they'll win against Wisconsin. 
And I think it's going to be a close game, especially with having Jonathan Taylor as your running back. But yeah, I think in the clutch, I think Michigan definitely pulls it out in Ann Arbor. Other game, I kind of, I mean, it's, should be obvious. Missouri at Alabama. I bring this up because I don't know how. This is probably the best SEC team other than Texas A&M that Alabama has played so far. Probably the second best team that Alabama's played so far. And I saw a comment. Someone said that Drew Locke was going to destroy Alabama's secondary. Biggest, uh, don't know what kind of drugs that person was on. And he was, like, confident about it. He was like, you heard it here first. I don't think there's any quarterbacks in the NFL, or not in the NFL, like, I don't know, but... Drew Locke is one of the best quarterbacks yeah, he is in one college of the best football. But I don't know if there's a quarterback in college right now that would absolutely destroy Alabama secondary. I don't even think Dwayne Haskins. And Tim brought up a good point. I don't point. know if Tua would, and I think Tua is the best quarterback in college right now. I think he is, too. I mean, like, I mean, Tim brought up a good point. The only person that's going to beat Alabama is Alabama themselves. Those are the only people that they have to worry about. I mean, ah. They they only Clemson and Ohio State and Georgia. Clemson is they're not they can't beat. Uh, Alabama. On a good day, Clemson I think could beat Alabama. No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't know. Well, was, I think Alabama would win. But that's but that's, Clemson, I guess if you that, told me Clemson if after the game I didn't watch it and you told me Clemson won I would not be no like, the, what if you put if you put those two together Clemson's defense would shut down Clemson's uh, running backs. I don't Clemson's think, defense would shut down Clemson. Uh, Alabama. No, Alabama's <laughs> defense, and I think uh, Trevor Lawrence wouldn't have that good of a game against Alabama's defense either. Clemson's got a pretty good defense themselves. They do, but I mean, I, I don't probably be the best defense to his face. Yeah, but I still don't think Clemson will beat them. I don't think I don't even think Ohio State can beat them. I really don't. And going could, back to Tim's point, I think they could. But I don't necessarily think they will if they play each other because I think Alabama should be champion favorites. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Alabama's obviously, they're going to beat Missouri, considering it's also at Alabama. But, I don't know. We'll see if Missouri can make it a game. So, going to the last part of our college football segment. Heisman, or Heisman top well, for me, it's my top four, and then I also have a dark horse, of course. is usually how I have it. Number one, of course, Tua. Tuga. Tuga. Viola. Tua Tuga Viola. Tua Tuga Viola. Right. Very close. On the season, completing 75% of his passes, over 1,400 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's pretty impressive that, you know, he hasn't passed it a whole bunch because he hasn't needed to, but he still has zero interceptions, and that's really good. So he's definitely my number one. Yeah, I, he's also my number one. I have no reason. Dwayne Haskins, number two for me. I, don't, I hate to say it because I, I can't stand Ohio State, but Dwayne Haskins on the season, completing 72% of his passes, over 1,900 passing yards, and 25 touchdowns. Versus only four interceptions, and he's actually passing the ball a good amount. And four interceptions, only four interceptions, is pretty good. My number two, I don't have the stats with me. I'm sure Tyler has him in his 
top three, I think. But uh, my number two is Will Greer. Yeah, Will Greer is a number three for me, completing 71% of his passes. Let's not forget that he's played a game less than some of these players, too. Yeah. But 71% of his passes, over 1,200 passing yards. Actually, 18... Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. 1,800 passing yards with 21 touchdowns. and he, He's thrown six interceptions. And he also threw three interceptions against Kansas, which... You probably shouldn't be doing, but but that's overall he, that's that's awesome numbers. And, yeah, and awesome numbers for Will Greer. Number four. Oh, I didn't get my number three. I didn't get my number three was. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you have his stats up either because I don't. I don't think. Uh, oh, you do because he's your number four. My number three is Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yep. Seventy-one percent of his passes, seventeen hundred passing yards. Uh, twenty-one touchdowns, and that's just and three interceptions. That's he's playing as as good as he had that one game where he only had like a hundred passing against yards, Army, but, the Golden but, Knights. But besides for that, he's played very well. He has, and he, I mean, he's definitely taken over the helm for out uh, Oklahoma quarterback from Baker Mayfield, and let's not forget like his rushing attack as well. I mean. 377 yards rushing with five TDs. I mean, and he's probably the one of the fastest. I mean, he, I think he's close to the fastest player in college football right now because that dude is, if you let him go, he's gone. You, you're not tackling that dude. Yeah. He's he's super fast. My uh, number four is Dwayne Haskins, who Tyler's he's, number two He's is. that low yeah. for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you don't like Ohio State either, but. I don't think that, that hasn't really stats. paid attention or played a factor into it. I just I I know Oklahoma lost last week, but Kyler Murray's game against uh, Texas that kind of bumped him a spot up, and mm-hmm. Will Greer's been my number two. So I had Haskins at three, but Kyler Murray's last game bumped, uh, pushed him ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean my dark horse, Daryl Henderson from Memphis. On the season, not getting that ball that much. I mean, 74 attempts. But with those 74 attempts compiling up, 934 rushing yards, 12 TDs. That's just nuts. My, uh, He's, that's like close to 12 yards, uh, yards uh, per carry. Yeah. That, that's actually just insane. It is. O- only reason why he wouldn't be... Close to my list is the team he's on. But my dark horse... I mean, do I think he's actually going to no. be in ever, like, in the talks? I don't know. I don't think he will. But still, I mean, he had to... I definitely think... I mean, anybody who puts up those type of numbers... Deserves some deserve, sort of recognition. Right. Exactly. Uh, like Cole McDonald from Hawaii. If you meant... I think I think you make it a point to, like, mention him 30 times a podcast. I, I do. But, it's my uh, mission. But uh, my dark horse would, I couldn't decide between two people, Mackenzie Milton and Alan Bowman, but I ultimately went with Alan Bowman. Alan Six- Bowman, his injury against West Virginia, did you see what he had? Uh, collapsed a lung. Yeah, I seen that. That was, ooh, and he got, uh, the way he got tackled, he had, it was two West Virginia defenders coming together. Mm-hmm. That was oof. But th- that injury, you're actually not out as long as you would think. It, when I first saw that, I was like, 
Uh, when you hear is he be out the rest long, of the season? you're thinking he's going to be out forever. I was but, like, you know? hey, is he going to be able to play football again? Yeah. yeah. I, Andrew no, Luck had a lacerated kidney, uh, kidney so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's worse than a collapsed lung. Yeah. That, Doesn't sound it, but. <laughs> how long, do you know how long Alan Bowman's going to be out? Uh, I don't think he's out the whole season. Pretty sure he can come back. I mean, that quarterback that played ahead of him in that West Virginia game played really good. Yeah. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but yeah, he would be my dark horse. Him or Mackenzie Milton. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Milton was my dark horse a couple, I think, uh, the, the last time you were on. And uh, uh, he's kind of went downhill for me, honestly. I mean, he he's looked good. He's numbers, and he's on an under-defeated team. Is Man, he's, he's definitely the, leading the team. He's just Yeah, it takes uh, one to two weeks for a collapse on Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was going to say I was wanting to say one week, but I didn't want it to be really? one week and actually be like two months. Yeah. That's surprising to me. Because I don't what, even know what a collapse lung really is. It I don't know. Bad. I mean, I don't know either. Like, when I first, I mean, like, when you, when you see collapsed lung, you think, oh, shit, you're going to lose one of your lungs. <laughs> a collapsed but, lung. Basically, just causes you to have shortness of breath. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he'll be back soon, probably. Yeah. All right, guys. That was this is a almost two hour podcast, two hour long podcast, but it's okay because Gavin's back. If you're still listening, we appreciate it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, like <laughs> seriously, guys. I mean, we cannot thank you guys enough for you know the ones that. Have listened to every single episode so far. Uh, we cannot seriously, we cannot thank you guys enough because I mean, we you know we're so trying to do everything we can. We're trying to expand for you know as far as people listening to it, trying to get more people to listen to it. Legit, like it is up on whatever. Tell us like what you want to changed about it, what you would want us to talk Seriously, about. Yeah, anything. yeah, of like, course. And just give us feedback, comment anything. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Tower Wall. Anything that we talk about, like, I, I just have fun talking sports. So if you want to talk about anything else, mm-hmm. yeah, again, I've it. said this before. If you interact with us, we, we are definitely going to interact with you. Mm-hmm. So, and again, you can find us on our social media, Instagram, Man Cave Sports Ask Podcast. Ask if you want us to, we could shout you mm-hmm. out. Twitter, Man Cave Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, again... Thank you guys so so much. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We really we really do appreciate it. And thank you guys for joining us in the man cave.